Come over here and introduce yourself. Welcome to Earth. My name's... Well, 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 if it ain't the old Jim Savior himself, Stephen Universe! Looper, that's your right, at your service. All right, give us a hug then. Oh, <laughs> cute. Mm. Oh, you like food, yeah? Yeah. Well, sit tight then, I'll be right back. What? Yeah, she just got here and is already exploring Earth cuisine. What is this? Just some older things. Clams, peanut butter and a side of fresh cut grass. Please enjoy it. I'm begging you, please. Gosh, Steven, don't make her beg. Sure. I'll just uh, dip this here. <laughs> is it good? Yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> Brilliant. Hello and welcome to Elegant for the Podcast. I'm your host, Abdullah, and with me today is Larissa Gallagher. How are you doing? I'm good. In this crazy year that we're having, I'm doing very well, thank you. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's been crazy, and this is probably going to be probably like one of the last episodes where I'm going to be recording, because, you know, spoiler alert, everyone I've talked to where I'm in, currently in talks with said that they're pushing... Uh, pushing back to January so if you if you see like an influx of new episodes coming out in January that's why that's why <laughs> waiting for the vaccine is that what's happening <laughs> now I got a really big name actress that I talked to on Ooh. at a at a virtual con um Saturday we talked for a good 20 minutes and you know we're, you know, we just have to say we're just working out the date and it's probably oh, going to be, exciting. it's probably going to be the G January 6th or 7th, hopefully. So, <laughs> you know, fingers listen, crossed. <laughs> listen out, listen out. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, this is your second time on the show, Larissa. Yes. Thank you for having me back too. That's really lovely of you. Well, I mean, we, we became good friends after the podcast. I think I mentioned this before, but we became really good friends. And we, you know, we've been like, um, you know, between you and me, like, and, and everyone, you know, Larissa is one of the nicest people I've ever talked to, like, period. And she is just a wonderful human being who will always be there for you when you have a really shit day and you just want to get <laughs> through it. <laughs> Oh, thank you. I try. I try. It's tough. It's tough for people. And so I feel like if, 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 if you have, if you are full and you have to give and someone is a little bit empty, fill up, fill up their basket. That's my response to that. So how have or you at least help? <laughs> yeah. But, but how have you been holding up? Yeah. I mean, really, I, I, you know, I know a ton of people are struggling and, I know it's been a really tough year, both, you know, economically and mentally. And and I just, I, I can't, whatever it is that the universe gave me this year, I, I just, I just couldn't feel more blessed, I suppose, because it's, I've, I've really been okay. We've, uh, I mean, I'm lucky to live in a nice house. I'm lucky to have, you know, an excellent relationship with my husband uh we both had you know work in industries which were affected obviously by the pandemic he travels a ton for work and you know being an actor which is not always the most stable of jobs but 
we just we were able to find our footing this year and haven't stopped working and I, I you know we, I live by the beach so I've you know I've had been lucky to go for long walks every day along the beach which is excellent for your mental health um, yeah I just I, I feel like I've, I've, I I honestly in probably the crappiest year of my lifetime I've I've felt okay you know I have my moments but but I'm lucky that they've just been moments rather than than kind of, you know, having the what do they say the black dog barking at the door or you know dropping into the depths. So, yeah, I just I just feel like uh, I just feel like I've been really lucky this year. So there weren't any moments where you found yourself staring into the abyss. <laughs> No, no. I mean, definitely I've been staring at blank walls for, for longer than I would have liked. And there's been many moments of being incredibly unproductive or reading Twitter and wanting to throw things at walls and that sort of thing. But, but personally, yes, no, I've been, I've been, I've been very lucky to all of the, all of the emotional development and, and, you know, practice and meditation and everything that I've done in my life and has uh, has held me in good stead this year to to keep me on track and that's all we have really like that's all we any of us can do until yeah until like an official vaccine comes out because <laughs> well who knows i mean that's right like all my family or, or like all my immediate family live in australia and you know, my husband and I, we usually go back at, you know, around the holidays, we'll go back and visit everyone. And we can't do this that this year. Uh, and not only can we not do that, like we don't, it's, it's you know, we don't have the choice um, unless we want to be stupid. But even if we did, we, we we're talking about it, it's like we'd have to, because my, my mother lives in Perth. And so we would have to fly into Sydney and do two weeks quarantine in Sydney and then fly into Perth and do two weeks quarantine in Perth because uh, Australia's pretty much down to zero or one COVID case in the whole country because they're so strict and lockdown, which is excellent. But, you know, I, I don't really want to do a month of quarantining before I can even see the people that I'm there for. So I think, uh, yeah, we're just going to we'll just wait it out to the vaccine and enjoy the wonders of Zoom and Skype and all of the other communications that we actually have to be able to connect with people. And we were talking like before we started recording that, you know, you were, you said like you were lucky that you're, you're, um, you know, that you work in voiceover and voiceover has survived more than any, any other industry. Like they've been, they've been quick to adapt to the, to the whole situation. They're like, yeah, we got this. <laughs> yeah, very much so. I think, um, you know, for a couple of reasons, there was there was a bit of a hitch, I would say, maybe for a month or two. But I think that was less about not being capable and more thinking that things were going to get back to normal. So why don't we just pause and then we'll kick back in and going back to studios and all of that. And then um, pretty quickly when it became evident that this was going to go for much longer than anyone anticipated or that we wouldn't that that it wasn't going to be able to be uh, gotten under control um that uh that oh i was gonna go political and i think i'm just gonna avoid doing that at that point we've got too much politics in our life um but yeah at that point then things kind of got back on track so 
I, I was lucky generally, like even in those two months, because I've, I think because I've moved, moved around a bit that I've always been set up to work remotely. So I, and I have my own personal clients, um, who I've been working with for a long time remotely. So all of that work was still coming in as though nothing had changed. And then, you know, after around four to six weeks or so, then the kind of the regular Hollywood rotation of stuff started picking back up again and that started dropping in. Um, and look, don't get me wrong, like the minute we can all go back into studios again, like I'm busting all the engineers have been doing unbelievable work over the past nine months and should be highly, highly credited for dealing with uh, 20 different people's home studios and putting it all together to make it sound like people are in the same room talking to each other and all of that. Um, to not have to deal with any of all of that stuff is going to be amazing to get back to it. But at the same time, just, yeah, feel feel really lucky that I had everything set up. And so the minute it was like, great, can you do a – have you got Source Connect? Have you got this? Have you got that? And are you connected by Ethernet and blah, blah, blah? I was like, yep, 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 yep. Can we do a test with you in five minutes? Yep, no problem. I don't have to, you know, move things around or get blankets over my head or anything like that. So – yeah, the industry adapted really, really quickly considering. And again, like we were saying earlier, is it's like one would imagine just being an actor in general is a job that is probably the least stable of all industries that you can be in. Um, so to have uh, your voiceover adapt so quickly it was it was fantastic and it's just funny seeing um you know big name people recording from their closets and and because that's usually because that's usually something um a lot of people i used to know did when they first got into voiceover where they're like oh, i got i got to record for this thing so i and i don't have like a you know a good setup i'll just like buy a mic and you know just record in my closet for for god knows how how long right. how long a, how long a session is and and you know the engineers man they they take that and they make it sound like it was recorded in a, in a professional studio and you wouldn't know you wouldn't know the difference yeah that's right and i think you know there were a lot of people who had i think there are i, I would imagine there are a lot of people maybe 80 percent of the industry who had the ability to record from home for the purpose of auditions and stuff but it's a whole different kind of uh it's it's a whole it's you're you're walking into a different world when it's like a 10 minute audition versus a four hour video game session where you're going from speaking quietly to screaming to and you have to be able to monitor most of that or at least have a setup that an engineer can take over your studio and yeah so it, it was uh even that even though I think a lot of people thought they had setups that could adapt pretty quickly even they and and I'm talking about big big name people kind of suddenly had to go oh okay now I've got to make this work but again I think because we were all so lucky to be working you do whatever you can to to make sure that you're going to be available and ready to go straight away because this industry does move so fast and if you're not if you can't do it they're going to move on to the next person so and and actually in saying that though I did hear of many circumstances while people were getting themselves up and running that uh, a lot of the major studios actually sent out 
audio packages. So for people who didn't have a setup that they physically sent um, microphones and audio interfaces and things, and then the engineers would talk them through their setup to get it all ready and going. So I think the industry itself also helped their actors adapt as much as the actors were kind of adapting themselves. So I think, uh, yeah, got a, got a bit, got to credit all the studios and everything for, for really going above and beyond for a lot of people too. Well, I mean, they have to, cause you know, the pride, they need, uh, they need those lines recorded at a certain date and they, you know, well, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So yeah. And I mean, there's still a ton of really great game video games coming out and animation and television shows dubbing surprisingly dubbing took off during this time period in both animation and live action dubbing and you know people dealing with um the lag in showing clips because uh, usually you go into the studio and it's all set up and the 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 picture comes up and you're recording straight to picture and there's no lag and there's no this but there's been a ton of dubbing going on and that's been working with multiple systems in people's studios and stuff's getting made and getting out there and I mean, I'm sure some of it's crap, but some of it was crap before as well. Like the good stuff is maintaining its level of uh, its level of performance standard, which again, yeah, I just think is phenomenal. I mean, and and again, um, you know, dubbing actors or you know people who dub anime for a living are kind of used to recording alone anyway, so it's not it's not a big you know, it's not a big ask for them to to say, hey, you know, we need we need you to record this via via Source Connect because you know, yeah, you know, you're just basically doing it alone anyway. So, yeah, you know, that's right. Yeah, I think the only difficulty then was though the tech the technology and the technical difference because so much stuff is is uh, under uh, you know is under NDA or it's under. Um, you know where the studios aren't allowed to send you pictures and stuff beforehand because of the secrecy around everything and so now they're having to send people stuff to home and so I yeah I just think the kind of the technological hurdles could have been seen as being enormous and uh, everyone seemed to kind of click into place pretty quickly so yeah I think a lot of credit all around in in this industry I think um, everyone did really well at at, uh, getting it together. Well, I mean, it's the only industry that's still currently going, so there you go. <laughs> well, consistently, yes. yeah. I have, I have I have seen a few friends who are who are back uh, shooting films and television shows, and uh, that I can't even imagine being on set and having, you know, like a COVID representative and getting tested every day and doing all of that. But you know, yeah, the 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 kind of the hurdles that you have to get around with so many other industries is is crazy but yeah very lucky very lucky that I can stay home and still do what I love and make money when you know so many people can't at the moment they don't even have that choice so yeah I mean this this you know like there was a period where I think back in March or like around March or April where everything just shut down where they're just like yeah we're, we're stopping production on a lot of these shows and we don't know if we're gonna come back <laughs> yeah Exactly. I mean, I think that's that's so much of, I think we we as human beings and a lot, and a lot of the difficulty during this time generally has been that we kind of we don't have a lot of um, we need to work on our 
resilience more. We need to delayed gratification, I think is what I'm trying to say, is not strong with a lot of people. And, you know, if you say, oh, wait till this date and then you'll get this thing, um, most people are like, great, cool, I'm good with that. But if it's wait indefinitely and you just don't, you won't ever know, but it will come, but you won't know when, that, that's tough. It's tough for a lot of people to just kind of wait indefinitely. So, uh, yeah, I think that's mentally that's been a struggle for a lot of people. It's kind of just the, the unknown uh, of, of how things are going to go. But again, that was it. Like things shut down, but then it came back pretty quickly. So for the point of voiceover, that was, that was good. Yeah, and, and they found a way to record uh, ensemble via Zoom, so that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, all that stuff, all that thing, all the things that they thought or they've been saying for years, no, you can't do that from home. No, you have to go into the studio. No, that's impossible. No, you have to. And it's like, oh, suddenly we can do all that. We can do all of it. But again, please, very happy to go back into the studio if and when. I don't want to keep working from home forever. I don't want to have to think about all the tech technology side of things i just want to be able to act i just want to act i just want to act i'm an actor i'm not i'm not uh, damn it jim i'm an actor not a not a not not a not a sound engineer correct correct <laughs> hey look you know we all have our expertise and those 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 people know what they're doing so i would gladly let them do it make me sound good please no, I mean they're they're the unsung heroes of this this whole thing because they have to listen to to the audio over and over again and and edit My... it and and make it sound like it's coming out of a human or something and not someone recording from their uh, basement. <laughs> well, sure, and I mean even just like I mean I don't know how much everyone's interested in this, but like even just those silly things like like we're saying like in video games the amount of times you go from speaking really quietly to then having suddenly to yell or scream or or whatever and and maybe in the moment when you're looking at a line for the first time and you don't know what you're going to do as the actor to have to then like perform and do that thing and then go ah oh, crap i clipped like the audio blew out because i didn't have my levels right whereas if you've got the engineer there you know, they're, they're riding the levels the whole time and they can see from what they're so experienced, they can see and they can hear and, and they gauge where you're going to go with your performance so they can do all of that. But as the actor, if you're having to think about, you know, doing your levels constantly or, oh, this bit's going to be yelly so I have to turn it down or or then, then you go to a quiet thing and it's, oh, crap, I forgot to you know, do this amazing line and then the engineer on the other end of the phone's like, oh, yeah, your levels were too quiet. We're going to have to do that again. And it's like, crap, I've got to do it again. <laughs> I've got to recreate that amazing moment just because I didn't turn. So, yeah, to have that not be in your head and have them focus on what they're good at and us focus on what we're good at, that's uh, – I'm – very much looking forward to going back to that. Not yeah. looking forward to putting on uh, to putting on pants with buttons and zips anymore, but <laughs> elastic pants from now on. But but going back into studio is very excited for. <laughs> I want I, like I, I'm just curious to see like what what new fashion trends are going to come out <laughs> when when we get the vaccine and stuff. <laughs> I know, right? It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting, and shoes as well. 
like I, I realized I live my life in uh, flip-flops and, and sneakers. And it's like, oh, I might have to actually, I can't wear flip-flops into the studio. And I suppose I can wear sneakers. But, you know, for me, I'm not, you know, I'm not generally a sneakers girl. So, anywho. Well, we, we, we just lost. <laughs> we just lost the entire sneaker demographic. <laughs> wow. That's right. That's me. Everyone, the sneaker demographic can have all the sneakers. It's good. It's good for them, not for me. No, I just I just think it's hilarious, like um, because in Hollywood where it's like, ah, we got a rebel character. They wear sneakers, so you know they're a rebel, and they don't play by the rules. <laughs> Everyone wears sneakers now. Everyone. There was a time when I wouldn't even wear flip flops. This is ridiculous conversation, but yeah, um, or thongs as we call them in Australia. But I learned pretty quickly that we can't uh, that I can't call them thongs over here because that means something different. Um, but yeah. Like flip flops were just seen as, as how unprofessional. How could you possibly, you know? And so I just never ever wore them. And now it's like I live, I live my life in, uh, yeah, in in seemingly unprofessional footwear. I mean, every day is casual Friday for you now. <laughs> I would imagine. Right. It is more <laughs> casual than casual Friday. Let me tell you, if I can get away with it. <laughs> it's like that like the news anchors that you see or or like on all those zoom meetings the that ones where people are like wearing their business shirt and then they've got their shorts on underneath or whatever and it's you know they push the chair back a little too far and it's like ah gotcha i can see you i can see you now you know you know what's amazing i i you know what i love about voice actors like you know they'll they'll wear like whatever you know dumb thing when it comes to recording but when they're doing like a, a con or virtual con, they'll get dressed up for it, which I think yeah. is, which I think is hilarious. I think that's, that's like, you know, it just goes to show you like, it's like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll record wearing whatever, but if I'm going to do like a virtual con, I want to look my best. So that's right. <laughs> well, and also the, the argument is also that that's the chance, that's their chance to do that because you can't really walk into a into a recording session wearing, you know, wearing four inch heels or whatever, but you can do it at a con. You can do it at a con. No, I mean, and, and shout out to Phil Lamar for, um, you know, when I met him at galaxy con, he wore, um, a Pulp Fiction, um, Star Wars mashup shirt. So yeah. Oh, nice. So that's how you get that over. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, no, but, I, but I just think it's, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, I hate this phrase. I've learned to hate this phrase because I hear it a lot. But when we go back to normal, it would be interesting to see how what the new normal is come, come you know, 2021 sometime in the future, maybe even 2022 at this rate. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, it will be. It really will be. I'm I'm. I'm curious. I, I get a sense that a lot of a lot of the commercial industry, uh, corporate industry, all of that sort of thing. I think a lot of that will stay uh, in home studios now because people have realised how easy it is. I think generally there's a there's a desire for advertising agencies and and uh, and clients to want to be hang out with the celebrities if they think someone's a celebrity so I think that will be in studios so that people can kind of meet their faves but just for kind of for your regular working actors I think it'll all stay 
in home studios. But uh, but I do honestly believe that animation and video game, the second that it can. And I mean, to be honest, a lot of stuff is still being done for people. Like a lot of the studios have been passed by the union for being uh, COVID safe for people who feel comfortable. Um, and the precautions that they're putting in, in a lot of the studios are unbelievably spectacular and safe with no 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 more than two two or three people in the building at one time no one behind the mic for for three hours before or between sessions and the cleaning standards and the and the is it HEPA the filter the filter the air filters and everything they really have out, out, uh, outstandingly gone above and beyond to make the studios good so considering that some of the studios are already back and working again very limited but limited for the safety of the actor more than anything i'm i'm pretty sure the second that people start getting vaccinated and and the quicker it can get back to normal in that essence i i think for video games and animation and uh and adr and looping and all of that sort of stuff i think it will I mean, which again incredibly grateful for and, and and how weird is it like you know people just want to have like celebrities come in just to, so they can brag about meeting set celebrity that's just I know. that's just like come on man <laughs> i know i know but i imagine i don't have kids but i imagine also if you've got kids and you can say oh you know mom was in the studio with you know insert you know famous pop star here today you know, you get you get kids points and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I I, I choose. I agree. It does seem very silly, but whatever floats your boat. No, I mean, and <laughs> yeah, that's, I, that's what makes you happy. Go do no, it. and and I say this because, and I say this because I'm I'm a huge mark for voice actors. So it's like, right. yeah, you know, I would I would totally do the same if it was like a really big voice actor I was a big fan of. Yeah, I totally get like so and so in the booth and and hang out with them just to say I did that. <laughs> That's right. And look, don't and please don't get me wrong and this isn't meant with any, you know, with any nasty intent or overtone, but but I think a lot of the times when certain, you know, celebrities are cast in animated features or television shows or whatever in stuff that kind of you watch and you go, "Oh, I mean, they were fine, you know, they did a decent passable job, but they weren't amazing." Sure, you kind of go, "Surely they could have gotten someone better than that." But if I'm a developer and I'd grown up all my life watching that person on whatever animated show it was or film or, you know, grew up loving this certain celebrity, hot damn, I'm going to want him in my show when it's when it comes that time. Because to me, they're the only person that's for it. So, yeah, it may not necessarily be the right choice or the best choice, but, you know, if, the, if, it, if it works good enough, well, yeah, I think it happens a lot more than people would like to admit well, I mean, no they're the right person it's like well are they or did you just want to meet your favorite celebrity no i mean out with them and be friends. no i mean i say this but i mean i was like sitting here praising like you know keith david and and peter weller in mortal kombat 11 so you know i'm i'm, I'm a big i'm as a bit i'm i'm as i'm as guilty of that as well because as well, you know, yeah. <laughs> come on <laughs> well sure and i'm sure if there's a you know if someone said to me oh who would you like acting opposite you if I have the choice of choosing the character I'm not going to go oh let me get everyone to audition and and I want to find an unknown who's the bright I'd probably be like you know hands up first first uh, celebrity that I can think of I can't think of anyone 
particular at the moment. But you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I think we're all guilty of it. It's just, it's just interesting. No, I mean, no, I mean, thank God, you know, thank God I'm, I've never been put in, in a position of casting because I'd be, because I'd just be like, Nika Futterman for everybody. <laughs> For everything. Yes, I mean, and that's got to be tough for casting directors as well because especially when you know, like, there's people like Nika and, you know, tons of actors out there where it's like these people are, you know, they're the bomb. They're the best people and they're amazing and they could do everything. But I have to look around for others because you can't just keep giving the same people. So it's, you know, it's got to be tough. It's got to be tough. Or if, if, I don't know. I say Charlize Theron because she's in my mind at the moment. But like, if someone said to me, "Would you like unknown actor who you've never heard of before, who sounds amazing in this audition, or Charlize Theron who also sounds amazing in this audition?" And it's like, oh yeah, I think I'm going to go for Charlize because uh, that would be awesome to kind of hang out with her and be friends. So you know, no, but, but directors to doing an amazing job as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, when it comes to Charlize Theron, I'm like, well, you know, can we get Cece Jones instead? You know, Cece Jones is better. I mean, so. well, well, and I think Cece's played Charlize. <laughs> yeah, in I know. Movies and stuff as well. So yeah, I know she she does the. I think I said this before, but you know, if you gave me like a if you did, if you gave me like a clip of Charlize and and Cece, I can't tell them apart because they're just like right. that close sounding. <laughs> live right in that same vocal tone world for sure yeah because sure. <laughs> i'm like i, I want to say that's charlie's but my heart says sissy <laughs> <Don't know>. yeah <laughs> no but i mean yeah it must be tough because you know there was that period where we made a joke about oh you know nolan north is in everything and you know tara tara strong is in everything and gray delilah is in everything but like now you're starting to see a, a big shift in, in, in who they pick, you know, when it comes to these things. Like, you know, nowadays you rarely see Nolan North anymore, which it makes me sad because I'm like, you know, he's really talented. And I, you know, I know it's wrong to have him be like taking, you know, being in the spotlight 24-7. But come on, he's a he's a wonderful gentleman and he's great. Yeah. Well, what's that? Isn't that old trope? The uh, who's Nolan North? get me Nolan North, get me someone who sounds like Nolan North, who's Nolan North. That's that kind of, and I mean not because Nolan North's still, you know, incredibly, you know, out there as an actor, but that kind of, that idea of that's just the cycle of, of uh, how actors go, that it's like, we don't know who you are, you're everything. We don't want you anymore, but we want someone like you, and then we forget who you are. It's like, you know, that's the the cycle of an actor's life. But But then there's people who... Like, I mean, even like the reason you see so much of them is because they're so amazing. But uh, but also with with the um, introduction of streaming services and all the rest of it, there's just so much more animation out there. And like indie developers are like coming up with video games, coming up with some incredible work as well. So there's just you know there's people who can't afford Nolan North and you know Gray or whomever. Although I think even then I'm just talking in circles now a little bit, but I think even those actors kind of you, you recognize great work and I, I don't think they're always as expensive as you seem them. You know, if if there's some if there's a project that comes across their plate that they're incredibly drawn to, I think all of them would take union scale just to do something that really excites them and makes them happy. So 
you just never know, I think, is the is the thing. You could be working with the most famous celebrity of all time or you could be working with a complete unknown or whoever's right is right. Yeah, and, and you don't know whose career is going to take off and whose career is not going to take off. I mean, like, there because there are, like, a lot of people, I've said this before, where I'm like, oh, you, you, you're so good, but why aren't you in more stuff? You know, you should be in more stuff. And Yeah. And it just makes me sad. It just makes me sad that, you know, that, that – um, you know, someone who is really talented is just like stuck in like that one role and they're not getting like more stuff. I'm like, yeah, you know, you should be as big as like Tara Strong or, or Kari Walgren or whoever. Yeah. And then and then I will say like I've had this with, um, you know, with friends of mine where someone's gone mentioned someone's name and I said, oh, who's that? And they're like, oh, you don't know bloody blah. It's like, oh, no, I, I don't. And then you go and then I go and look at them on IMDb and they've got like, you know a billion credits and I'm like how on earth did I not know of this but you know then there's just those people who kind of skate under the radar and they're always working and they're always doing stuff but for whatever reason they just weren't the big role in that one big show or they you know they kind of just they're not always front of mind but but in the industry everyone knows them just maybe the fandom doesn't as much so or ignorant actors like me don't always know them (laughs) That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> who is you know, this? Like, who is this Frank Welker character you speak of? This? Frank Welker. What could I never heard? Never heard of him. Never heard of him. That was a good. That was a good pick in the middle of nowhere. The most. The the. What is it like? The makes more money than any other actor ever. Like including on stage. I think. Oh, not on stage. On. No, he he was. It's. I think it's Samuel L. Jackson or Robert Downey Jr. Now. So. Now, okay. But there was a time. Yeah. Yeah, and still doing, um, what's his name from Scooby Doo? Uh, Fred and Scooby. Fred. Yeah, that's right. And Scooby, that's yeah. right. Yeah, good on him. Good man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. No, no, he's awesome. Because what I, what I love about him is like he could be like he, he he could be in that position where he's so uptight and oh and and just like so up so full of himself, but. I've seen footage of him at cons and he is like the most humble human being like you will, you will ever see. And it's just, Oh, that's so, so amazing. <laughs> that he's just yeah. so humble. <laughs> I think that's the other thing. And I mean, I, I know voice actors talk about this all the time and people who listen to, you know, your podcast and other podcasts probably hear this all the time, but it, I, I've, it is rare when I meet someone in this industry, who's an ass. Like, honestly, there's a couple of people who kind of grate you the wrong way or whatever, but but I, I, I don't think I've met one person who I would be, who I would say, stay away from that person. Or if I have met them, then within a year or two, they've disappeared anyway. Like, I think there's something about this industry that, that attracts a ton of people, but it it kind of seems like the 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 good people always tend to kind of float to the top. So the people who've been around for a long time, uh, uh, besides being extraordinarily talented, it's also because they're really wonderful people as well and generous and kind. And, and if not, maybe on first glance, then, you know, definitely once you get to know them, you, you really understand that, that um, the amount of, kind of things that they're doing behind the scenes for their friends or their for their colleagues etc so yeah it's it's quite incredible because I don't I don't necessarily think the on-camera industry from my experience from my limited experience in it uh but 
definitely from actors that I've spoken to. I don't think the on-camera industry is the same. And, and uh, I definitely think the majority of other industries, just corporate and and uh, general public industries, are, are definitely not the same. So well, it's you, a good place to be. Yeah, yeah. I think it's – I mean, there are people who are, you know, unfortunately really evil – evil human beings who you know it's shocking that they you know got you know got a got a spotlight to begin with and right. um, i think I, you know who i'm talking about and we'll not mention him no clue no clue <laughs> yeah. not a clue at all <laughs> but yes yeah but there's yeah i mean there's so many people like that or it's like how on earth did that guy or did that woman get that position or that thing because they're just terrible people um regardless of how good they are at their job they're just terrible people like how can people want to work with them and yet they they kind of rise to the top but yeah it does seem like in voiceover that doesn't or i've yet to meet any of the people who are you know terrible if they are there at all I mean, there are, but I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, you know, just don't, don't, you know, just be, you know, it's, it's a friendly industry, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you kind of, you know, I learned the hard way where, you know, you kind of like, sometimes people aren't what they seem and sometimes you, you know, put your guard down and someone who you thought was your friend turns out to be a big, you know, <laughs> a backstabber who just wants to, you know, put, put, put his own, put, a, put, put their own projects, um, ahead of yours so yeah yes that's unfortunate yeah i mean but, but that's just that's just life that's just the industry and that's just yeah uh, you know yes well i i would just like to say i've been i've been very i've been very fortunate not to have met those people yet or if i have they haven't showed that side to me so maybe i'm just a little bit too trusting <laughs> trusting of people or maybe i've been lucky to avoid the uh the backstabbiness or maybe i just don't even maybe everyone's backstabbing me and i don't even know or i don't even care it's like whatever i don't care what you think about me no nah, well i mean i mean i've never i've never said anything negative about you i mean i'm i've, I've always been like hey you know learn. i should hope not Abdul. <laughs> i'll tell you <laughs> no, I mean, I've always been like, you know, Larissa's great. Why isn't she in more stuff? <laughs> I don't, well, and at the same time, thank you for saying that very much. But I haven't actually been around in this industry for very long. So considering, you know, there's been people who've been living in L.A. for 20 years and they're still struggling to get stuff. You know, I've only been here for eight years, nine years now. So... I feel incredibly fortunate to be in the position I'm in and getting the stuff that I've even gotten and working as much as I do. And, I mean, again, if, if I can pull off a career where I can pay my rent and put food on the table for my family and get my insurance and have money in the in the bank for my retirement and everything and, and live very comfortably. That's, that's, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take whatever work comes my way, but, but yeah, I feel pretty great to have gotten what I've gotten so far. So my time will come. If there is more work to come, it will come my way. I say. Yeah, and, and you were in, you know, Steven universe last year. And I think that's, that's kind of a big deal. You know, that was a, you know, that was yeah. a, yeah, that was, that was a huge deal. Like, Hey, you know, final spinoff series, one role, but hey, you you made the most of it, and there you go. <laughs> oh my god, that was amazing. That's really funny you say that because this day that we are recording this, I think, was a year ago that it came out that that episode released. So that was uh, I don't know if you knew that, um, but yes, that was incredible, and that was that was I think that was due to because I had done 
a couple of episodes on OKKO uh, and had was like at the rap party for OKKO and I'd been auditioning for the Stephen for the Bluebird role and happened to meet Rebecca at the at the rap party and I'd already done two auditions for for Bluebird so it wasn't like you know it was a random meet it was kind of obviously it was on her mind because they were casting it right there but I'm sure the fact that I got to actually smile and say hello and she got to see a real person um helped with with, with that casting as well so yes feel uh, yeah that, that I mean that was excellent such an excellent show and so great for so many people I think there are so many people out there who who uh, really feel like they're represented in in animation and so <clears throat> like the amount of shows that are coming out now that that give give people that feeling of of understanding and 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 feeling like they see themselves up on screen i think is great but but shows like steven universe have have really helped kind of pave that way which yeah so to to have been part of that to be part of that universe waka waka is uh yeah is is has been really great so that was good but every i mean for me it's like someone was saying i think so, you know it's like oh what are your favorite roles and what's this and it does sound really cliche and naff but but everything that you're working on at the time is is your Steven universe you know what I mean like that's like I, I just finished doing I was again during the pandemic we or during the shut lockdown we I recorded a video game called I am dead which is uh Annapurna Pictures um put out and it's a just a gorgeous gorgeous puzzle game um and it's a it's kind of it's it's a it's slow and it's it's winding a lot of kind of that in that style that Annapurna does um but incredible discovery and exploration and and it was beautiful and that character Sparky the dog was like to me it was just everything and it's it's not going to be I mean it's it's been released but the nature of the game itself is that it's it's a quiet semi-indie game kind of thing that was developed and so it's not going to be billboarded and 10 stars and thrown all over advertising and all the rest of it because of the nature of of the game itself but just beautiful and that character and especially I think also because of the time that we were recording when we never we all never thought that we'd ever work again and then suddenly this gift drops in my lap and you know six to eight recording sessions and working with um the guy who plays Morris who's my owner I suppose uh yeah it was working together and acting together over Skype was just unbelievable so yeah it's just funny that that the things that other people see as as the big lifted oh that was so amazing and then things that I see because because of the time that you get to spend in it or the time what was happening at the time and yeah so every character is my child and my baby and I can never choose between any of them which ones I liked more but Stephen Universe definitely got me a lot of attention I will say for sure (laughs) Well, I mean, it's it's the age old it's the age old response. I love all my children equally. <laughs> That's right, but it's true. I think it is, yeah. And I think again, because like with Steven Universe, which is an unbelievable show, 
my time on it was one session for for four hours or two hours or whatever. And so I, you know, and there are other, there are people who work on that show every day of their life for every, you know, that it was on. And yet my name is the name that's remembered associated with it. And all of the creators and developers and artists and, and storyboarders and writers and blah, blah, blah. And most people don't even know their names or whatever. And, you know, and then I can do another game or like, and I think we might've talked a little bit about this, but a game uh, that I did a few years ago now, um, Agents of Mayhem, which was part of the, which was originally like a, like a sequel, I suppose, to the Saints Row world of video games. And I worked on that game for two years, two and a half years doing sessions. And I probably did like 20, 30 more sessions on this game and it was everything. And then the game came out and it tanked, it tanked. Like I think, you know, it didn't, it lost a ton of money, the studio, you know, fired a ton of people because because the game just came nowhere near up to expectations. And yet that was three years of my life working on this character who I loved as well versus, you know, like two hours in Steven Universe. So it's kind of hard to balance what's important as well because so much of it from the actor's point of view can be what did you live with and what did you love for so long versus, you know, you got... Not you got lucky because that just seems a little bit, I don't know, dismissive. But but you know, I didn't I didn't have two years to to love and enjoy and 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 uh, live in Bluebird's world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, mean, you know what and, I mean, and 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 you know, mentioning Agents of Mayhem, you know, I've got you know, I've interviewed like I've, I've been lucky enough to interview like most of the cast that worked on that. That's and, right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and um. And it just makes me sad that that game didn't do as well. I mean, yes, it had it, it had its problems, but like it's you know, I think I said this on Twitter where it's like you know, it's kind of sad where you look at that game and you look at the official GI Joe game that came out a couple a couple months ago, and and it's like, why is the parody game more faithful than the actual game? <laughs> game, right? <laughs> yeah, and then and it's also because, and not to say anything about the actual people and 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 uh, game developers that were working on it but because i didn't have anything to do with them and who knows the struggles and i think that speaking you know of crunch time and all the rest of it i think those workers uh, I, I don't even want to know what they went through to get that game out on time um but but like the writing on that show and the uh, on agents of mayhem and the the kind of the the effort that went into creating every single like every single character had different conversations depending on who they were talking to the amount of overlap was so small because the writers put everything into making that world and the characters world come alive but then the gameplay itself and the and the fighting and the you know all of that sort of stuff that was no that ended up being nowhere near as good and so the the incredible writing loses because the gameplay or and there were so many bugs and all the rest of it so yeah it's kind of this balance of it's hard to pass out amazing work or you know if uh, and this is hypothetically but say hypothetically there's the the actors all do a crap job 
but the animation is beautiful or the the story the world is beautiful or something but all the acting is crap and then all the people that spent hours and days and weeks and years working on the the creation of the artwork all of that gets destroyed because the acting was crappy so it's such a fine balance in create in creation in these worlds in the entertainment worlds because all of these things have to kind of come together and land and you just never really know because sometimes there's beautiful pieces of artwork that just disappear and then sometimes there's stuff that's like oh yeah that was pretty good and the next thing you know it's like number one on the charts or whatever so who knows who knows what makes an amazing game or an amazing cartoon or whatever magic i mean mean, yeah but but i mean like you know the more i think about agents of mayhem the more i just i'm just sad the sadder i get because it's like you had like all the makings of a of a you know a franchise and it just just went nowhere yeah say la vie say la vie and again as an actor that's the other thing is you kind of go oh yeah i mean that was i don't think i'm telling any stories here or or revealing any secrets when i had people on that game saying the day before it released like are you ready are you ready for what this is you know you're about to get the this is going to be the thing the cons all talk about because also the representation in that game was phenomenal from the character's point of view in terms of um you know identity and and diversity and all the rest of it at four it's you know for three years ago as well um yeah and so I was getting emails saying get ready for it because tomorrow your life's going to change and I was like the next day it was like crickets and then the next day it was crickets and no life changing here you know what I mean so you just yeah it is it is what it is no just wait till 2019 when someone contacts you to talk about talk about it on a podcast yeah yeah well that's right well but I mean that's the thing is you also and that's a really lovely I think that's that that actually is the heart of all of it is of why we have we as actors do what we do and it sounds super dorky but you know all all that really matters is that one person who goes oh my god this was everything and I loved it and I want to speak to all of those actors because I just think that they were great and and I want to I want to find out about them and and hear about their lives or whatever it is that that's what art's really all about is it's just connecting with people and sometimes you're lucky to connect with a million people and sometimes you connect with 10 people. But if those ten, if it changes those 10 people's lives in some way or gets them through some situation or helps them deal with something or whatever, that's, that's really the purpose of creating art. So to me, and, well, and... I got kind of deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're talking about a game that's a filthy parody of G.I. Joe here. We're not. <laughs> uh, yeah. but it was awesome. <laughs> It's not like it's not like high quality art, but I mean, it's it is. I mean, or is it? Or is it? <laughs> <laughs> just just wait a few years from now, we'll be getting like the video essays about <laughs> Agents of Mayhem being like a postmodern masterpiece or something like well, that. But then that's yeah, yeah. And I'm not this. Believe me, I'm not banking my career on this. Don't get me wrong, but. But that's the kind of thing where you, where you go in, in 10 years' time, something becomes like a massive cult hit. 
And you just go, how the hell did that happen? Like you hear about all those movies that at the time came out and tanked and then 20 years later become like the classic of all time. It's like, what the hell? Where did that come from? So, you know, or actors. Oh, speaking of which, and not that it tanked at the time, but like I've just heavily gotten into Cobra Kai because, A, it's freaking awesome. But, I mean, The Karate Kid was an incredibly popular movie in two and three, but no, if anyone had have said, oh, we're going to do a sequel and it's going to, like, get off, who's going to do that? And then it comes out and it's amazing. So who knows? Who knows where creators or what spins from this or that or, again, who's watching, who's sitting in the background kind of watching and loving and, and planning their lives around what they've seen and, and, uh, and experienced. So. And, 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 and what's great about that is like, it's a product that's made by people who care and it's not a shameless cash grab of a franchise that's been dormant for 40 plus years. <laughs> that's right. Because that would have been so easy. Like that would have been so easy and we all would have watched it and we all would have gone, oh, it's crap and whatever, but fine. And it wasn't, It, it and it isn't, I should say, no, it wasn't, it isn't at all. Like it's really, it's really clever. It's so clever being able to, uh, being able to metaphorically monetize everything that my generation loved about the Karate Kid uh, partnered with a whole new generation and how they deal with the world. Like, I think that's unbelievable. Yeah, those guys are amazing. Whoever, the, the creators of, of Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai Never Die, uh, they, yeah, I think they just did a phenomenal job. So, And, and it's funny because I think that the idea of that stretched out from them doing, like, cons because they did, like, a lot of cons as, you know, Cobra Kai and... You know that it became real popular, and I think one day they realized, hey, why don't we make a series out of this? Will anybody watch it? I don't know. Well, let's let's do a couple episodes and and we'll see. And it didn't even pick yeah. up, and it didn't even get popular until like recently because I think of quarantine and everyone sitting at home with nothing to watch, and then they discover and this, and it's like, huh, that's right, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> well, that's right, and I think that that again goes to just the kind of the quirks of of entertainment is that if the pandemic hadn't happened and streaming hadn't become everyone's life, that show might've just stayed little cult favorite. Like I had people telling us to watch it and, oh my gosh, it's great and whatever, but we didn't start watching it until, until, you know, the last, the last few months or, or six months ago. So it, it, yeah, the fact that people were sitting at home looking for things to watch absolutely increase the visibility of it and how fantastic so and yet on the flip side you have you know platforms like Quibi which looked like and I remember getting auditions for some of the stuff that was going to be on there and then not booking it and being really disappointed that that you know because it looked so amazing and this new platform and the people behind it and then the pandemic and no one wants to watch four minute six minute shorts we want to sit down and watch so so what can be a gift to kind of one agency becomes becomes the you know the the death strike to the other so yeah, you just don't know never know where the world's going to lead that's why i just say take each day at a time make the most of each day that you can get up get through the day 
because who knows what tomorrow will be. And, you know, speaking of streaming services, you were you were in Trollstopia. <laughs> I was. That was another one that I actually didn't know was going to come out this year. I think, well, I originally thought it was going to come out earlier this year and then um, uh, when the shutdown happened and I think that they were kind of in the final throes of post-production. So, um, yeah, I thought, oh, maybe that might have been held off. But that was super fun. That world. That world is crazy cakes, but I love it. Like, I love it. That was, And she was a really fun character, Petra, playing a rock troll. Like, I love what they did with that series of kind of introducing kids to the different, um, to the different, uh, what am I trying to say? To the different genres of, of music rather than just focusing on kind of pop, kind of pop, which is, which again would be easy to do. So I really like that the creators of this decided to really branch out and, and found a way to integrate all of that, all of the different types of music with all of the different kind of trolls and characters, which is very cool. I actually thought you were going to say upload. I don't know if you uh, knew I did a, I did the voice of the car. There's a TV show called Upload, which is um, made by the creator of uh, The Office and worked on The Simpsons and a whole lot of other st- stuff. But it's a live action television series which came out on Amazon earlier this year and it's excellent because it's set in kind of like a future where people have the choice if they're about to die whether you want to die and get buried or cremated or however or if you want to be uploaded into the virtual world and then people buy kind of depending on how much money you have that you can either live an incredible life in the in the uploaded in the uploaded uh, kind of hotels and, and worlds that cost a ton of money or you live in kind of like a 64-bit crappy world or, or however, depending on what you want to choose. But another really fantastic series that I got uh, to work on and I do a lot of the computer voices and the car voice in that, which was so much fun. And they just got picked up for – or they got picked up for a second series a while ago, but I think they're going to start filming – next year so I'm really hoping that I get to come back and do some work on that because that was really a really fun again live action but a really fun show worth worth spending some time to look at yeah yeah I mean it's and you know shout out to Greg Daniels for being thank like, you <laughs> for thank being, you I forgot his name I felt like an idiot thank you for being Sorry. like for being <laughs> like um the only guy who had like a show on Amazon and Netflix at the same time so I know right that's pretty cool but, yeah I mean <laughs> He's pretty talented, that guy. I think I think he can. <laughs> one of the few that can pull that off. Yeah, because I mean, he was he also did Space Force, which I watched, and I thought that was pretty cool. I think that's a that's a show that's very underrated, and I and I kind of wish it it got more love, but you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't know what's going to be popular and what isn't going to be popular. <laughs> well, that's right, and I think you know, Space Force perhaps struggled a little bit with with the current political climate, whereas you know, if 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 the world was different, perhaps people being seen leading people in a certain way are seen in a different way. That's all I'm going to say on that. No, because it, <laughs> it just makes me sad because, like, man, you have Mal- Malkovich on there and he's amazing. And it's just like, ah, oh, why, why aren't more people talking about this? <laughs> yeah. My, my guess is, like, in a couple of years it'll, it'll come back around and people will go, oh, this show, how did I miss this show? Or how come I didn't like this before? 
I think it's just the environment that you're in. Sometimes you yeah. don't. Sometimes you don't want to see it reflected on television. Sometimes yeah, you want to see yeah, yeah. So, so my my favorite argument: Why did they bring politics into it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it does not. But no, no anyway. but but um, you know, back to Trollstopia. I actually did watch the entire the entire series of that, and I'm like, "Where's Larissa? Where's Larissa? Where's Larissa?" And then wait like, to the end, yeah, <laughs> to the very end, and it's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like you should have called me. I would have told you. Um, but yes. then I wouldn't know the context, Larissa. I wouldn't well, know why Poppy was jealous that another troll was hanging out with with with, with Val. Val. I wouldn't know the bestie. context. <laughs> that was great. It was actually really fun. Although I will say, doing Petra, I kind of had this thing of going, "Am I getting? Am I starting to get typecast as these really kind of?" slightly bitchy but really just because they're hurt inside because things aren't you know their life isn't working the way it is <laughs> the way they planned it to be or whatever um but yes no she was she was very fun i i do enjoy playing not so nice characters it's 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 uh it's pleasant to me. I think no, I mean, my life. no, no. I mean, the, like, the the moment I saw her, I'm like, yeah, mate, I'm Australian, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Just oh god. Heavily leaning. I, I and I will say thank you to uh, whoever created her character because there was really no need for her to be Australian. Um, but so often, you know, there's all these justifying factors have to go into why a character is Australian or does this or does that. And there was nothing. It was just like, nope, we're having this character and she's going to be Australian because we want it to be. But that was it. And it was like, ah, oh, great. That's kind of real fun. It's real fun for me to not have to. I mean, there was a little bit of the mates and all the rest of it, but it wasn't. But it wasn't then. Oh, I've got my pet kangaroo, or you know what I mean. Like it didn't. It didn't go above and beyond. It just did. It just did what it needed to. And no, I mean, because because look, if they went full on Paul Hogan, I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there was no like, oh, I just got back from Sydney, or you know, didn't have to justify why. It was like I go through my life here, and no one's constantly asking me. What are you doing here? What are you, what are you, strange person from another land in our country? You know, it just people. There's there's so many people from different places with different accents and different worlds that I kind of like that that they introduced her into that world without having to do any sort of justifying of it. So no, and it's and it's one of the weird cases where a person who was an actually was actually Australian is playing a character who was actually Australian. It's not an American oh, doing. That, yeah. <laughs> it's not an American doing an Australian accent. <laughs> That's right, but I definitely don't get all of them. There was there was a very big Australian role recently, which I would have loved to have gotten, and I didn't. And the person who got it is not Australian, um, but she doesn't. She does a fantastic job of it. But it was like, oh, there you go. You can't be good for everything just because you're Australian doesn't mean you get all the Australian roles. So, well, I mean, unless you're unless you're JB Blanc and you can just play every nationality known to man. Oh my goodness, he's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, I so know. amazing. <laughs> One day, one day I will be JB Blanc. <laughs> like he, he's the only guy who I said, like, look, he can play anything, and no one will get mad. <laughs> no, that's right. That's right. And good, fun person to hang out with too. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Um, no, but I mean, I, I just watched that entire series, and it's it's just one of those things where, okay, I get it. It's for really young kids, and. There were times where it was really grating. I'm not going to lie. It was like, right, right. yeah, it was just really grating. But 
you know, I I had fun thinking about the ramifications of the world and and all the absurdity of it. And 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 I gotta ask, and I'm and I know you're just a voice actor, and I know that uh, you don't have the answers to this, but um, what is Cloud Guy? <laughs> Cloud Guy is whoever you want Cloud Guy to be. <laughs> I don't have the answer to that. I wish I could tell you. I do not. I do not. Cause, cause I, it's like it's a okay. it's a world of trolls, and then there's this cloud guy who's basically Q from Star Trek: The Next Generation. Cloud guy could be representative of of a creator going, "This is what I want. This I don't care. I'm putting it in because I love it and I think it's great. So I'm putting it in. I uh, yeah, I don't know. Sorry. Because it's just I'll go ask around. Because it's just a weird thing, and then they're. There's like these two scientists who are called, you know, Rhythm and Blues. Ha ha ha. Get it? Yeah, get yeah. it? <laughs> who, 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 there's this episode where they feel homesick and they can't get anything right. And they built a robot whose entire purpose it is to, is to make messes. Why would you build that? And what purpose does that serve? <laughs> It's just so, it's just so stupid when you think about it. Like it's like, why would you build that? I know, I know. Why did that come into existence in the first place? Because people do stupid stuff, and we will now show that in animation because it happens in real life. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know. No, I mean, I, but I, but justify. But I did like the joke about them like building like a, a giant robot arm just to open up a bottle cap. I think that was That's that, right. that was okay. That was kind of hilarious. Okay, I'll give you that show. That was kind of funny. <laughs> that that just reminded me of um ah oh, that's annoying. I hate when I start. I do this often. I, I like start a, a thought and then I can't think of what I'm trying to reference. The the animated film with the guy that's uh, Cl- Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yeah, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Just, yeah, just making ridiculous stuff for the sake of making stuff is just, I think that's, I, I, I like I like that uh, that story idea for creativity's sake. Can I do it? Yes, I can. No, I, I ju- and I just love the fact that each tribe has their own gimmick or some one of them are techno. Yeah. Like, why are the techno trolls uh, fish people? Why? That makes no sense to me. Why are they fish? <laughs> These are questions you uh, you need to get the show creator on and ask the show creator. <laughs> I am but a mere actor. It is not my role to comment on the on the creative decisions of others. <laughs> No, but I mean, it's it's a weird, weird show, and I and and I sort of got weird. like yeah. I I sort of got like people are gonna start watching this stoned. I can already tell. <laughs> like this is gonna be right. well, it's just gonna be one of those shows that people are just gonna start watching stoned because oh boy, <laughs> it's got some some weird imagery. Let me tell you. <laughs> I know, and yet and yet, children love it, love it. I know so many people who who have like small children who all they need to do is just drop it on the iPad and the kid will sit there quietly for hours just transfixed so they obviously you know they obviously hit the nail on the head with that one because uh it it does the job it's intended to do so uh, but but I don't like it when parents do that i mean i, I think i talked about this before oh, yes, where yes. Yeah. Where you know I have a nephew and I don't like it when my sister like just puts puts on the phone for him and lets him watch like crap. I'm like spend time with him, 
Like, is, is that I too know. much to ask? Yes, I am. Theoretically, I am 100% in your corner. Uh, but having never had children, that's kind of one of those where I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Until I have experienced a screaming child for three days on end. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't know I don't think put it this way definitely should not be a go to definitely should not be a go to, but I can see there are times when someone might just go just uh just take that iPad and let me have five minutes of peace. Yeah yeah but, I mean I don't I mean I don't mind logically I agree with you. <laughs> yeah yeah no I mean I don't mind it if it's like you know I need quiet time to think you know, here's whatever. And, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you got to spend time with your kids. Cause they, you know, especially during quarantine where it's becoming difficult, they can't go out, they can't go to school. Yeah. You know, it's just, oh, it's so, so sad. And everything is screens cause it has to be. So yeah, I mean, definitely there's, there's uh there's fear of, of lack of connection between, between the caregiver and the, and the child nowadays, because it's so easy to just, throw a screen in front of their face when children need that connection to it to in order to grow up to be healthy uh, emotionally healthy individuals it's incredibly important and yes it may keep the child quiet and entertained and happy but again that goes back to which is probably a nice uh, little bookend to the conversation but that goes back to that um the uh the delayed gratification thing Sometimes, you know, it's it's better to not be happy in the moment to learn the lesson for the long run or to be uncomfortable or to to move through something that is difficult for everyone so that the child can, can be emotionally well-developed later in life. But yeah. then some days you just need to put on Charles Topia for 12 hours straight and it's okay too. <laughs> it's okay too. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think it's 12 hours long. I think it was only like eight no, hours, <laughs> eight or so hours. But the previous Trolls series, between the two of them. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even watch that. I just said, okay, I'm just going to watch Trolls Topia because, you know, Larissa's on there. I just want to watch Larissa's part and then, yeah. you know, just <laughs> sit, well, through, sit, sit through an entire series just uh just for her to show up in the final episode. And I'm gonna I'm pretty sure that's gonna be a thing now where Larissa shows up like towards in the, the fire, very end. Yeah. I know. No, I think like I think I was telling you that that I've got something coming out shortly which which I'm still under NDA for, but but it has been released and, and it has been mentioned publicly, but so I, I kind of I feel like I can I've got a bit of leeway to say a little bit, but oh my gosh, it's just such so exquisite, and I'm so proud to be a part of it. But I was looking at my at the script that I got, and I was looking at the number of the script, and obviously series episode one, and then there's series episode, uh, and yes, my my episode is towards the latter end of the scale. So it's like, damn it, gotta wait, gotta wait. <laughs> episode Can't say anything. episode oh, 30 <laughs> episode <laughs> but but i'm hoping it'll be worth a wait and even if it well not even if it's not but you know what i mean like the the show ah uh, i just love that when you get to be a part of a show that when you watch it you just go oh this is just so beautiful i'm so glad that i got to be a part of it so but sorry i can't say it but maybe in fact maybe by the time this airs if it is aired you can uh, you can say it then because <laughs> the it sh- might the sh- be any day now. <laughs> uh, 
Well, I mean, I, I mean, I'm looking at the schedules, but I don't think that anything's going to be airing anytime soon, especially not now, anyway. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh. Anyway. <laughs> Damn it, Nell. That's another. Reason. That's another reason for me to just like say, "Hey, Larissa, can can you come back and and do another episode? Because we need to talk about uh, this." Uh, if I have to. If I have to. <laughs> Oh, what a chore it is to talk to you, Abdullah. What a chore. <laughs> no, I'd love to. I'd love to. I'd love to. Yes, because I've got a couple of other things as well, which I'm excited for. But I know they won't be until later next year. But um, but I'm glad that Trollstopia came out in time. And, and I did a few video games this year, you know, additional voices and a lot of stuff that's been super fun as well. So people can go and check them out for me and for other people. Um but yeah, it's been again just just felt really lucky this year. I couldn't have I couldn't have couldn't have landed better on my feet. So I don't know whether that's a opportunity meets preparation kind of thing. But you know, keep working hard, have your days off if you need to, but keep keep moving forward and take every day as it comes, and and uh, good things will happen. So yeah, um, you know what? And can you give us um a hint of what you're working on? Because <laughs> <laughs> mm. I mean, a couple of video games, a couple of cartoons. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. Sorry. Oh well, I tried. Don't don't come back to me and complain about why didn't you talk about this? You had her on because know, she was still yeah. under NDA. <laughs> That's right. I could have said. I could have said. No, I haven't been working. It's been awful. And that wouldn't have been great. So we are lucky that we have only NDAs to, to work towards. So, Well, I mean, you know, you, you keep doing you, I guess. <laughs> you keep... That's right. And I have had, I've had a lot of stuff come out since we last spoke. So had The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, uh, virtual reality game. I've had Upload that we talked about. I did ton of voices in Final Fantasy, Last of Us I worked on a ton, which was awesome. Uh, I mean, granted, video games, but but more animation to come. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, it's like additional voices, and you can't say, oh, man, you, you did. Don't you talk <laughs> about my babies like that. My babies are all important. They all go towards creating the world that you're enjoying every day. <laughs> You don't know. I was an undead screaming in your ear in Last of Us. <laughs> and it was fantastic. Oh, that was the additional voices. I thought you were one of the town people from the beginning. In Last of Us? Yeah. No, that, in, in Wasteland, I was, I was a town person. In Wasteland, I'm an actual character. I have yet to play Wasteland. Three, but um but i've yet to play any video game because i am i have terrible dexterity i've got really bad hand-eye coordination was never good at at uh at sport sport sports sport sports um but but i have yet to watch uh wasteland three but well i mean you can, you, you can just like google your character and and try to find <laughs> clips of it and youtube it <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's usually what that's usually what I do is I just uh, Google cutscenes and and go through YouTube it. That's going on the demo reel. <laughs> that's right. Or I sit and watch my friends play it. 
which is kind of dorky, but that's fun also. Or watch Twitch streamers play it. Anyway. <laughs> Tell them you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Don't do that. Don't do that. That's going to take you. <sighs> Never mind. Keep playing. But it's good. I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, I, I'm, I just, I, I feel so lucky to be working and it doesn't, to me, the experience is the same, whether it's lead character, front and center, award-winning, you know, game awards kind of role or, or yeah, being, being part of the, the loop group that does the undead voices in the background. Like it's the experience in the room still lives the same. What happens afterwards happens afterwards and I have no control over that. So as an actor, it feels the same to me because you just don't know what's going to be the thing that becomes the thing, you know, or you don't know if, the show that you think is going to be the most amazing show ever tanks and no one watches it and everyone hates it or whatever. So in the room, additional voices feels the same as one character. I mean, well, I mean, I know a lot of people say they're proud of, you know, being a part of Red Dead 2 just by doing being the local population. So there you <gasps> go. <laughs> well, no, me too. And, and like I have that one I have. Because I play an Irish prostitute in that game. Or not prostitute, because they're not called prostitutes. But you know what I mean. Uh, And I've yet to have anyone find me. But, you know, that was super fun. And she she felt like a real character. Like, the way they wrote all of those additional characters in Red Dead 2 were as, as detailed as a lot of the main characters were, for sure. So, if you're playing Red Dead redemption 2 and you find an irish uh lady of the night in your travels please tell me because i want to find her <laughs> well that, that, that's going to be something for me to do <laughs> i'm just gonna there you go. boo, yes, boot okay. up red dead again after two years of not playing it and just go back to that <laughs> go through all the hours and combinations to find where i am somewhere in the background there and then give up and just go back to playing poker <laughs> for an hour you do you boo i say (laughs) (laughs) you do you um i mean i think we man we talked enough and i think people are probably like tuned out by now so it's probably i think it's a good time to call it wouldn't you well, thank you so much for having me back. I really appreciate uh, it. I mean, and hey, you know, it didn't devolve into, <laughs> into me talking about <laughs> Australian Fred Flintstone like the last time. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. No, that was really cool, though. I went and looked that up afterwards. That was a good good insider information. Thanks. Um, no, no, no. This is real great. Thank you. Thank you. It's been, and it's I'm been so, a weird and I, year for and everyone. And I'm, so. Yeah, and I'm so I'm glad, glad and I'm so glad we waited until this long, otherwise we wouldn't have been able to ask the question, what is Cloud Guy? What that's right. What is Cloud Guy? <laughs> Maybe if when I come back I will have an answer for you, but I do not. I do not. Uh, that, thank, yeah. Before we go, can you plug your social media and we'll get out of here? Sure. So I technically I'm on Facebook in the sense that there is a Facebook page with my name on it, but I don't really do it. But that's just my name, Larissa Gallagher. Uh, and Twitter is at Larissa La and Instagram is also at Larissa La. But Instagram's been a little bit quiet just because I don't go out anywhere. And so I haven't got fun stuff to take pictures of. But uh, but quite 
quite active on Twitter, so come follow me there, please. All right, thank you so much, and hopefully this will be. This doesn't. Hopefully, we'll see you again. Well, I know we'll see you again because it's probably gonna something big's gonna drop, and I'm gonna be like, yeah, can he come back? Can he come back? <laughs> and then I'll be no, no, I will not. I'm too big. I'm too big and famous and important. <laughs> no, no, no. I'd love to. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, thank. Take care. Bye bye. Take care. Bye.